You're listening to the Bar Business Podcast, where every week, your host, Chris Schneider, brings you information, strategies, and news on the bar industry, giving you the competitive edge you need to start working on your bar rather than in your bar. Welcome to this week's episode of the Bar Business Podcast. I'm Chris Schneider. Today, we are going to talk about culture. And so as we've been going through the last few weeks, we've been discussing the framework I use of mindset, concept, and culture when it comes to the bar business. And it's important to think about how these all interact. So mindset, right, that's getting your mind in a place where you can do the best work, where you have the ability to be the most effective person you can be. And then that leads into culture or concept. Because the concept is the nuts and bolts of what you do. It's how your business is perceived. It is what actually you're offering and everything from your physical plant to your menus to your selections of drinks and food. Culture is the final piece. Culture is what brings your concept to life. Culture is what motivates your team and attracts your guests. It is a key component that cannot be understated that without a great culture, you cannot run a world-class establishment. You cannot be the best you can be. You cannot be the most profitable you can be unless you have the right culture in place. So when we're looking at culture, I break it down in my head into three separate groups. We have the business culture, like what is the business as an entity? What does that entity look like? on more of an emotional level rather than concept where we're talking on more of a physical level. We have employee culture, both in how you hire, how you train, how you promote collaboration with your team, right? That employee culture is essential to keeping the best talent, to attracting the best talent, and to really making your life a lot easier. And then I look at what I call the public culture. And this is how you communicate that internal business culture and that internal employee culture to the world. Oftentimes this comes out in your marketing, but where we see bars that do great marketing and bars that do mediocre marketing, the difference is normally if their culture comes through in their marketing or not. So this really goes to the essence of what your business is displaying to the world, not on a physical level, not on a concept level, but on an emotional level. So the first piece of this is business culture, right? What is the culture of your business itself? And this really gets exemplified through your mission, vision, and core values. I know there are a lot of bars out there that don't have those three things. I know there are a lot of bar owners that have been successful over the years and never had those three things. But they are really essential to your business. If you remember back to when we were talking about mindset a few weeks ago, I really talked about how for yourself to be successful, You need to know your why. You need to know why you're doing what you're doing. And you need to constantly relate things back to your why so that you have some cohesion in your life so that you can constantly focus on what's important to you. Your business needs a why too, just like you do. And that mission, that vision, and those core values for your business are that business's why. They're what gives your bar a living, beating heart that allows you to show the why of your bar to the entire world. And we can go into specifics and and we'll go into specifics about 
these three items and how, how to come up with them, how to formulate them. But I think mission and vision are relatively understood by most people. Your mission is what you're doing, how you're achieving your why today. Your vision is the grandiose idea of getting to the ultimate why for your bar in the future. What I want to focus some more time on, though, because even a lot of bars that have a mission and vision lack core values. And core values are absolutely essential. And they're absolutely essential for a few reasons. First and foremost, in today's environment, especially when we're looking at the younger upcoming generations of employees in the bar industry, they care about values. And if you have core values that speak to your employees, that employee culture will be so much better than if you don't. And if you exemplify values every day and your business has core values to rely on, you can push your staff, your team to rely on those core values as well, to exemplify those core values in everything they do in your business every day. That builds a level of cohesion among your business for sure. It also serves to motivate people to do the right thing. And as we all know, in the bar business, one of our problems is we have a business that is full of theft. We have a business that, frankly, has a lot of shady and unscrupulous characters. We have a business where professionalism is not on the top of everyone's mind. Should be, to an extent. We're not going to wear suits, but we also don't have to be assholes. But we need some level of professionalism. We need some level of understanding core values that run through your entire team because that will motivate your team and help with employee retention among a whole host of other things. So when it comes to core values, what kind of core values make for a good bar? And really, there's a lot of different places you can go. But you know, ones that really stand out to me are things like hospitality. We're in the business of hospitality. If you don't have a value in your establishment to give hospitality to your guests, to treat everyone equitably that comes in the door, to really push to give your guests a unique, hospitable experience, well, then you really don't have a bar. Your guests feeling about your bar, that hospitality is key to everything. Now, you can use different words to describe it, right? Hospitality does not have to be one of your core values. But in my mind, it's one that most bars should consider having. Another good example here could be integrity. We want our team to act with integrity. That means don't steal from us, don't steal from the guests. Be honest about what's going on. So integrity is a great core value. You could also have a core value of teamwork. One thing that happens a lot in the hospitality industry is that while if everyone works together as a team, it makes everyone's life easier, resentment builds between different people in different positions. Most commonly, as I'm sure you're all aware, we see this between the front of house and the back of house. The kitchen is focused on making the food. The servers are always giving them crap about how quickly the food's coming out, all those sorts of things. The kitchen screws up. The servers throw the kitchen under the bus. The customer, we have all these different points that can happen that build animosity between the front of house and back of house. And it's really important that if we have a core value of teamwork, we try to break down those barriers, try to break down the difference between the front and the back of house because at the end of the day, everyone is serving customers. Your back of house is producing the products. Your front of house is sales, right? If we were looking at manufacturing, front of house sales, back of house production, and then the salespeople handle the last delivery to the customer. But in the restaurant, you want teamwork. 
in almost every bar or restaurant. You need teamwork. So those are some examples of core values. Obviously, there are tons that you can come up with. And I really encourage you, if you don't have core values for your establishment today, jump online, Google core values of other bars, restaurants, hospitality establishments globally, because you will get some great ideas in some places you might not otherwise look and really be able to develop a set of core values that speaks to you, that speaks to your team, that speaks to what you're trying to do. Because without those core values, without that driving force, combined with your vision and mission to clearly state your restaurant's why, why you exist, why you are there, what you are trying to accomplish in the world, you lack the grounding to have a strong culture. Without those pieces, you cannot have a strong employee culture. You cannot display your culture well to the public. That's the groundwork of all culture. Now, the next big piece of culture is employee culture. And when I say employee culture, it's about how you treat your people, how your people interact with each other, and how you build that team to be something different than everywhere else around you. And here's the really cool part. If you build an awesome employee culture, if your employees are happy and excited to come into work every day, you'll have a stack of applications sitting on your desk in the back that you wouldn't believe. Because everyone else in the industry, everyone that comes in and sees what's going on, they're going to want to apply. They're going to want to come work for you. So building a culture gives you the opportunity to be able to hire the best people in your area. It gives you the opportunity to retain your employees at a far greater rate than anyone else. And it solidifies that team and makes it work better than anything else you can do. How do you get the right employee culture? The first thing you have to do is hire the right people. And a lot of times in the bar business, we worry about hiring a warm body. We need a position filled, so we hire the first person that comes in that has experience that can fill that position. That is the absolutely 100% wrong way to do things. By hiring a warm body, you are filling that position, yes. You have somebody to attend bar on that night, sure. You have a server to work the floor that day, sure. But what you're not doing, you're not supporting your culture. You don't need to hire a resume. You don't need to hire experience. And you should never, ever, under any circumstances, hire a warm body just to fill a gap in your establishment today. What you should always do is hire personality. Hire someone that will buy in to your culture. Hire someone that will help you make your why happen every single day. And if you don't do that, you'll never build a culture that is cohesive for your team and that will never allow them to be the best they can be. You'll be levels below that always and you will never see the success that you otherwise could. So don't hire a warm body. Don't always worry about hiring experience. Focus on hiring mindset. Focus on hiring people that support the culture you're trying to build and that have the want to develop themselves and to develop their skills and to become a better server, a better bartender, a better cook. Once you have the right people on your team, you need to take care of them. 
if your culture for your team is not a culture of taking care of your team, that team will not stick around. Because it doesn't matter if you put all the right people in the room. It doesn't matter if you hire the best people in the world for your establishment, for the culture you're trying to build. If you don't take care of them, they'll go someplace that will. And they'll do that pretty quickly and probably without warning you. So you need to maintain a culture for them that supports them and that gives them the tools they need to be successful. Do that by a few ways. First, most importantly, you got to talk to them about what they care about. You may not know what they care about. So something I've always liked to do with any business that I'm involved in, with any business that I'm consulting for, sit down with the employees, sit down with the team and ask some simple questions. In the bar business, why are you a bartender? Why are you a server? Why are you a cook? Some people are there because they love food. They love drink. They love interacting with customers. Some people are there for a paycheck. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you need to ask, start by asking your team why they do what they do. And then why do they do what they do at your bar? Why do they work for you? And once you understand why they do what they do and why they work for you, you start to understand what they care about. And when you know what they care about, you can start to build a culture that directly speaks to those team members. You can start to build a culture that is actually focused on providing for them what they need to be most successful. Obviously, you're not going to change everything about your business to fit every employee because that's just not logical. It's not real. It's not even achievable, right? It's impossible. What you can do is listen and actually care and then focus on the patterns you see among people on your team for the reasons that they work for you, for the reasons that they're in the industry, and then do things that speak to those reasons. Make their work more meaningful to them and in turn build a culture that promotes what the employees care about so that they work harder and they give their all every day in your establishment. One of the best ways to promote a culture where your employees are central, where you are focused on developing your team is to actually develop them, to provide them a learning environment. Too often in the restaurant and bar business, the training is front-loaded. It's, you know, here's how you use a POS. That's it. Especially in neighborhood bars, there's very little training that goes on. There's very little skill development. Most people in the neighborhood bar segment, and I know I was guilty of this when I had a bar, Oh, well, you worked at the bar down the street. Okay, you know some people, you know how to make a Jack and Coke. We're cool. Have fun. That's not a way to create an environment and a culture that's going to attract and retain the best talent. You have to actually provide them with a learning experience. You have to actually provide your team with personal development. And so you can do that in a number of ways. But I really think that you have to focus on teaching everyone a little bit every day and then also focus on having larger trainings to keep everyone skill level up and to keep everyone developing as a person. Now, depending on your staff, the times you're open, this is going to look a lot different from bar to bar. But let's say that you're a bar that is a small town neighborhood bar and craft beer 
is just now coming around. Now, for most of us, this was 10 years ago, 15 years ago, but I know some bars, especially in the rural Midwest and rural South, that craft beer still has not gotten there. So let's say you're in one of these places where craft beer is just now really entering the local market in a meaningful way. You need to teach your staff about beer. They should know how beer is made, what makes that craft beer different from the other beer. You need to develop that skill set. You need to give them stories to tell your guests. One thing I absolutely believe is that stories sell. The better story you have, the better you are at making a sale. Best part about craft beer is that that beer sells for a whole, whole lot more than a Budweiser. You're never going to charge as much for a Miller Lite, unless you're like a sports stadium or someplace where you have a captive audience, as you will for a high-end craft beer. So if you're going to go into selling craft beer where you didn't prior, you need to give your team the skills and tools to be able to sell that beer, the knowledge to be able to sell that beer. And that's not a one-time process. All parts of our industry are constantly changing, and beer is obviously one of those. So just because you taught someone about beer a month ago doesn't mean there aren't new things they need to know about beer today, new things that will be of interest of them, new things that will help them sell more beer to your customers. And that's really what this is all about, right? If we create a culture of learning, we develop our team, but we also give them more tools to use with our customers. And by giving your team a better ability to provide an optimal guest experience, at the end of the day, that increases your revenue. Your team cares more about your bottom line. They are more careful with things and you make more money as a result, right? Because this is a business and the goal of business is profit. We can talk a lot about culture and our team and our guests and taking care of people, but the goal of business is profit. But the way to profit is through training your folks, creating a culture of learning, creating a space where people are excited to come in every day to learn more and, and to develop themselves to be the best person they can be. In addition to learning, one of the other key things you must have in a culture that's going to be successful today, especially one where you have younger employees, is that you must have a culture of collaboration. Everyone must be allowed to come to the table with ideas and opportunities to make the business better. There's a lot of top-down management in the bar business. There's a lot of top-down management in America in general across all businesses. But one thing that's absolutely true, when we're looking especially at millennials and Gen Z, they really want to have their opinions heard. They really want to say, hey, look, I have this really cool idea. What do you think? And we need to create collaborative environments that allow for that to happen. As a matter of fact, we need to go the step further. We don't need to just them to allow them to give us an idea. We need to encourage our team to have the idea and then test the idea. Compare the test of their idea to what would happen normally and say, hey, this idea works or doesn't. And if it does work, we need to test it further and then roll it out for everyone on our staff. We need to standardize that idea that they had in order to make everyone's life better because not only is your team the best possible source of information 
on how to optimize your practices and your standards, but your team also is the ones that deliver your product. They are the ones that control your business. And by allowing them to give you their great ideas, you create a culture that encourages them to think, that encourages them to watch out for you, and a culture where they feel heard and respected that in turn really works for your bottom line. And let me reiterate this point even one more time, especially among the younger generations, among our Gen Z employees, among our millennial employees that are the future of the bar industry. It's very important that we make them feel heard. Also, this is going to all tie back to the concept we talked about when we were talking about mindset a few weeks ago of servant leadership. Your job as a leader is to serve your team and to give them the tools they need to be successful. The biggest tool you give them is building a great culture. And to do that, you have to listen to them. You have to proactively collaborate with your team and promote collaboration in a way that makes them feel heard and that gives them the opportunity to try their ideas. Outside of your employee culture, outside of your the culture that your business has in and of itself, there's another piece to culture I like to call public culture. And this is how you show your why, your mission, your vision, your values to the world. And it's very important in the bar business that you make that blatantly apparent to the rest of the world. Because the question often comes up, what separates this bar from that bar? And let's be real honest here. A lot of bars are pretty much the same. A lot of bars in the world are kind of interchangeable. Obviously, you don't want that to be true with your bar. But if you're in an area with a lot of bars and a lot of the bars are neighborhood style bars, there's very little on the surface that's going to differentiate those bars. If you're on a street that is known for bars, think something like uh, 4th Street in Nashville, Tennessee, right? You have a huge volume of bars there. Bourbon Street in New Orleans. You need something that differentiates you from the rest of the street. And what's going to do that the best, what's going to be the most effective there is to display a unique culture. Now, in a tourist area, that can be more difficult. But in a tourist area, there are different things you can play. But in a place where you're getting a lot of regulars, in a place where you have a consistent base of customers, that culture is going to be the driving force of a lot of what you do. And it's going to drive a lot of customers either into or away from your establishment. So one thing you have to do is make sure that you're marketing your team and culture as much as you're marketing your food and drinks. This does bring in guests. This also will help with bringing in the best talent by filling your desk with resumes of people you actually want to hire. So how do you go about marketing your team and your culture to the world? Well, a few things. First of all, it's very important that you develop a connection with your community. And when I say connection with your community, it is my thought that every bar is a microcosm of the community around it, that every bar is going to bring in people around you and really represent the community that you're in, whatever that community may be. So you already have people coming in. Your bar already represents the overall community around you. But you need to have a culture that is going to speak to those people that you publicly display. You have to develop that connection. And to develop that connection, you can go a number of different ways. Joining small business groups in the area are a great way to do that. Hosting community events. Um, if there's a Lions Club meeting or 
a Rotary Club meeting, you can have that at your bar. Give them free drinks. Not free alcoholic drinks, but give them free soda. Give them free iced tea. Give them the room for free. They may or may not spend much money. It may or may not feel like it was worth your time. But as long as you're not distracting or taking time away from a time that you would otherwise be busy, they're not hurting anything either. And it does help you deepen that connection with your community. Another good way to deepen your connection with your community is through sponsoring community events, participating in events, but also sponsoring them. Obviously, don't sponsor kids' events as a bar. That's just, that's a non-starter. If, if you have a kids' uh, event that has an adult area where they're serving booze and things, sure, yeah, sponsor that. But don't sponsor the little league teams. Like, that's just a bad look. If you are really a bar and not a restaurant, what you can do is you can sponsor any sort of community event that's focused for adults and you can participate in those events and you can really try to build that connection because the more you connect with your community, the better off you are. But every time you connect with your community, you need to continually show them your why, your mission, your vision, your values need to be worn on your sleeve. Now, there's a really good way to do this when we start talking about social media and how we use our social media presence to show our community our culture. And the best way to do that is show people having fun in your bar. At the risk of sounding repetitive to every other person that has a podcast on bars or restaurants, if your social media is a bunch of pictures of food, you're wrong. That worked five years ago. Or 10 years ago, today, picture of a plate of food isn't even going to work well if you have a professional, perfect food picture. But let's be honest, most of us are using iPhones. We're not even getting that good of food photography. So that picture of your food is not going to work well in displaying to your guests anything about your culture and making people want to come in or visit you or anything like that. What does work? Show people in your bar having fun. Maybe you're doing karaoke. Show pictures of people singing karaoke. Show pictures of the crowd having fun. Better yet, take some videos. You have somebody who's a really good singer, take a video of that. Take a video of your crowd having fun. Post that on the internet. Or if you're having trivia, post a video of last week's trivia with a particularly interesting or difficult question being asked. And not only then are you showing people what your trivia is like, You're asking them to engage in that thread of your Facebook post or post wherever it may be with ideas of the answer to that question. The bottom line is you show your culture by showing people having fun. And that's not limited to your customers, right? That can be your team having fun. Maybe you have some fun going on in your kitchen preparing an item rather than showing people a picture of food on a plate Show them a video of your cooks having fun preparing that food. You have to find ways to communicate your culture out to the world that engage people, that make people want to come into your establishment. If you maintain a good culture for your business, a good culture for your team, and a good culture displayed to the public, you will be more successful and you will end up putting more money in your pocket. So always look at what you present to the world and always make sure that in every aspect possible, that culture is coming out and that you're showing people just how fun 
and exciting and enjoyable your bar is and display that culture to the world. And if you do that, you will help drive more business into your establishment. Thanks for listening to the Bar Business Podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Check out our website at barbusinesspodcast.com and join our Bar Business Nation Facebook group for more strategies and tips.